Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, man, oh, man. You know what we're coming at you with. COVID-19, coronavirus. Folks, I tell you what. This pandemic is just turning the world upside down. It is craziness right now. But we felt like we needed to come at you. So, Bryce, what we gonna come at him with, brother? Look, we felt like, you know, everybody's been kind of going with going through something, right? Right. Um, everybody's world has changed. Everybody's day to day has changed, and um, a lot of the outlets that we've had in the past that we've looked for for entertainment, they're not there. Right. And namely for us, the world of professional tennis has really come to a stop. So. Uh, this podcast is something that does not have to come to a stop. Now, we may not have as much to talk about, but we can still have fun with you. <laughs> <laughs> that we can, brother. That we can. Because right. there's still a whole bunch to talk about. Because I've been watching the Tennis Channel, at least when the news was breaking, bro. And I tell you what, they had some 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 hotness going on up on the Tennis Channel. Folks was getting a little a little salty <laughs> with the they are. <laughs> with the WTA they... and ITF and ATP and... Man. Oh, it's getting good. It's getting juicy. It's spicy. But... <laughs> Go ahead, Bryce. No, oh. but I just think, you know, one of the things that we feel that we can do yeah. is maybe come with some episodes um, during this period of outage, um, try to get some special guests. We're in the process right now of coordinating a few interviews. So hopefully we'll be able to pull those together and, and have those for you. And Isaac and I will come out here and we'll chat with you. Hopefully we'll entertain you a little bit, but um, we have to do what we have to do to get through the situation. So hopefully that will work for everyone. That's right. That's right. And folks, just, just you know, on a serious note, take this seriously. I mean, of course, don't go crazy because boy, oh boy, I went to the store on Friday, Bryce. And Lord, it felt like a a, a a movie. It felt like a scene from a movie, dog. I mean, just dude. I mean, just shelves are just empty, and I, I literally stood there, and I, I think I blanked out for maybe a minute because <laughs> I was like, "What the hell is going on?" It was so surreal, bro. Just, just. I mean, freezer section just empty. All, of course, all the toilet paper gone. Paper products just gone. And I'm just sitting there like, what is going on in the world? It is so crazy. So crazy. And you know what? I got a little lucky because for whatever reason, I had recently done a big stocking up of groceries and paper products and and all of that fairly recently. So when all of this news about the coronavirus broke Mm -hmm. and people started, you know, their mad rush to the stores, I was already pretty much stuck. Now, I, I did go back out and I decided, let me make sure I kind of beef up the meat in my freezer a little more. And, and I picked up a few other things. Uh, I noticed I was low on hot sauce and can't, can't be low on the hot sauce. That is imperative. I, I had way too much catfish in my freezer to be low on my hot sauce. So, uh, so I went back out there. To get a few things, mm. and um, and I saw that craziness that you're talking about, and I was like, thank goodness, you know, I didn't need those type of things like toilet paper and paper towels because 
there wouldn't have been any. Yeah, yeah, you just would have missed out. And the same thing, I was, I'm kind of like you, man. I, I you know, I, I stay pretty good as far as, you know, what I keep in my cupboards and what I keep in my freezer. So that whole trip that I took to the store, honestly, it was one of those late night Friday night. I just want some ice cream. So it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like 830. I just went to the store, figured it would be not too busy. But I mean, and, and you can only imagine at that time of night, no restocking had been done for the day. It just walking in and just I went I just literally was walking down aisle by aisle aisle just in utter I won't say shock but just like oh wow this is out of control um it was it was just like I said very surreal very surreal so you know you know folks let's let's you know, be balanced don't be too crazy you know we we want to make sure everybody's got enough so don't don't be you know you know hoarding we don't need any of that but at the same time, just make sure that you got yourself covered and that you're thinking about others. Because that's one of the biggest things as well, Bryce, is, you know, pay it forward. I mean, we've got a lot going on. There's a lot of people being impacted by this. A lot of folks ain't getting them coins. And, right. and, and, and that's major, man. That's major. Luckily, you know, for you and I, we're pretty, we're pretty good, you know. But there's some folks that, you know, they're struggling because they ain't getting their coins. And, you know, we got to make uh -huh. sure that we're looking out for them. And I'm hoping that our government is going to really step up and, and, and do right and get some, you know, get some cash out and some coins out for, for those folks. And because, you know, this is this going to be a rough one, bro. It's going to be a rough it, one. It is. And when you talk about people not getting a coin. Mm hmm. That is very true for the people in the professional tennis circuit. That's right. Because I think what people forget sometimes is that everybody on the tour is not Roger, Rafa, and Serena. Correct. You know, now granted, they have not, this is basically going to be a vacation for them. Right? Exactly. They, they like that. We're good. We're good. But there are a lot of players on the circuit that really are living, we hear a lot about regular people living check to check. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of players that are living tournament to tournament well yeah yeah you heard about noah rubin getting out there offering the dudes that you know tennis lessons to, to to help him get you know get over the hump and things so folks are doing what they got to do it's crazy man yeah so well anyway let's let's take this to the courts yeah and uh we do have a little information off the tours and and one of the things that was decided for both the men's and the women's tours which I think was a great idea, and Isaac, you and I have been talking about this, is they decided to freeze the rankings until tournament play starts again. And, and for those of you that you know, don't really pay attention to this, normally the rankings are based upon a moving 52-week window. So that means uh, this week last year, the results that you made are coming off of your ranking, and the points that you're earning this week are coming on. So with us not having tournaments being played, if we kept that system, points would just be coming off without the ability to add any new points. So what we wanted to do tonight is we wanted to share with you, and we're not going to go through all of them, but I think it would be nice to hear who the top 20 players are on both the men's and the women's side that are frozen in their rankings till we start. So when the tournaments start again, this is where we're going to be. So for the men, of course, we have Novak Djokovic is number one. Rafa is number two. Dominique Team is number three. Very excited to see that Roger is number four because we were concerned that 
based upon when they decided to freeze the rankings, whether or not Roger would have a zero for Indian Wells or would he still have his points from last year because Roger had already committed not to play Indian Wells this year. So I'm assuming with him hanging on to that fourth spot, he kept those points from Indian Wells. You, you, you think, uh, Isaac? I do, I do. And I'm, I'm just, you know, it's, <clears throat> we talk about the savant that is Roger Federer. Um, he, he always just has perfect timing. Um, <laughs> and uh, that, knee, that knee is going to be good come the end of this coronavirus right he's going to be like look where, where, where they at <laughs> shoot i'm good to go now man no man good i mean you know for you and i who are of course humongous roger federer fans i mean that worked out perfectly for him because like I it said, did. he but with him, I believe he was what the finalist at Indian Wells and didn't yep. he win Miami. So yep. we're talking literally about uh, thirty five hundred points. No, 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 not that many. Fifteen hundred or so. Because I think you get a thousand for the Master Series. Yeah, it's about a yep. thousand. So mm -hmm. yeah, fifteen, seventeen hundred points that he would have been rolling off of uh, of his ranking. So that would have been put a major dent uh, in Mr. Federer. So man, very happy to hear that. He's keeping those points and staying at four because he deserves it. I mean, it's Roger. Come on. He does. Exactly, right? All right? So, as we continue on the list, number five is Medvedev. Number six is Cece Pass. Number seven is Alexander Zarev. Number eight is Berrettini. Number nine is Monfils. And number 10 is Gofan. So, that's your top 10. And, and that, that seems about right, right? It, it really does. It seems right based on the names, based on the people who were hot. You know, I hadn't heard a lot of from Berrettini, to be honest with you, this, you know, this, this first quarter before things were kind of halted. Um, so hopefully, you know, he's, he's getting his game right and he'll come back real strong once everything starts back up. But that for sure to me sounds like the right top 10. I can't think of anybody else that I would slide up in there um, at this point. So, yeah, sounds good. Okay, so we'll talk about 11 through 20. And then, so number 11, you have Fonini. Number 12 is RBA. Number 13 is Schwartzman. Number 14 is Rublev, which is interesting because number 15 is Hatchinoff. So Rub <laughs> Rublev. Climbed up on him, climbed him, got him. Say, come here, yeah. boy. Come here. Ex exactly. <laughs> <laughs> number <laughs> you crazy. I like that. I ain't much scared of you. <laughs> you know, he going after Medvedev next. He's like, shoot. Remember, remember what I said, Bryce. Rublev was the number one Russian initially when those three came out, and then he ended up getting hurt. And then Medvedev got his shine on, and Kachanov started getting his little shine on. But Rublev was always like, hold up, I'm the one that was starting this trend. Let me let me get healthy so I can get get back get back my post. Shoot, I'm not scared well, of you. He has well, he has definitely leapfrogged um, uh, Hatchinoff for yes, sure. Yes, sir. So number 16, Shapovalov. Number 17, I'm very happy to see this, Stan Wawrinka. So he is really making his way back up. Uh, that's good to see. Number 18 surprised me is Garan. Um, he, I know he's had some really good results, but I didn't know he was all the way up to 18. Um, that, that sub clay court 
tour we'd be talking about. Yeah, uh, that's surprising to me as well, Bryce. I, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that he was up to 18. I maybe have thought maybe in the 20s maybe, but wow, 18, that's pretty darn good. He is good. 19 is your boy, Dimitrov. Okay. And he closed out the top 20 with FAA. You know what? I was, I was. If you hadn't said his name, that's one I was going to say. I'm, I would be disappointed if he weren't in the in that list. Um, because to me, he, even though he ain't quite got over that hurdle as far as getting a title, he definitely, right. in my eyes, deserves to be in the top twenty. I'm very impressed. Right. So that top twenty really sounds about right in terms of what we've seen recently. Um, now, I did make uh, a few notes down here about some other players, just, you know, of interest. So at number 21, we have John Isner, and he is the top-ranked American. Uh, kind of a shame that we don't have an American in the top 20, but Jack Saki is trying to make his way back up now. So <laughs> hopefully he can reclaim his top 10 spot. <laughs> Oh, Jackie. <laughs> hey, he was in the top 10. He was. Yeah, you're exactly right. He was. He was. It doesn't I, sound I, like you feel like he gonna get back there. <laughs> you, yeah, you know. I got I got mad love for Jack, and his double skills are just on point. I, I just, I have to wonder if that wasn't one of those, you know, those just good runs that he had. Because remember, he... He ended up shining at the end of the year, took that uh, master series that didn't nobody expect for him to get. And got Paris, big, right. Right, uh-huh. yeah, got Paris, and then ended up making it to the uh, the year-ending championship. So I, I hope that that wasn't sort of a one-time deal. But at the same time, when I hear all those names that you mentioned in the top 20, and I'm just going <laughs> to be honest with you, bro, when I think about, you know, the fitness and the dedication – I just don't, I, I, you know, when I put his name against those people that you mentioned, it makes me a little, you know, a little questionable. Anyway, Jack, you know you good. Go on, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. That's what I'm talking about. Go on, prove me wrong. Or at least go ahead and get Isner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Right at a minimum. Just go and get Isner. Just yeah, start he, there. Start there. Go ahead and get Go ahead and get that grandpa tennis that they be playing out there. So anyway, so Isner is at number 21. Gotcha. Um, if you are on Team Bryce, uh, <laughs> Dusan Lovich is number 23. Ah, okay. He's a top 20 yeah. crew. Yeah. Uh, if you are on the sinking ship called Nishikori. Oh. <laughs> Hey, honestly, don't be though, mad at me for t- for telling the truth. No, I won't. I ain't mad at you, but honestly, bro, I still wonder if Nishikori is even going to be playing after this year. To be honest with you, I have a strange feeling he's going to retire. I, I just I don't know why. I just feel well, like he's well, there have been rumors. Yeah, there have been rumors to that that yeah. he has been considering that. So that really may happen. Yeah. So he's down to number thirty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, tennis's bad boy, Nick Kyrgios is at number 40. Shame. Uh, yeah. But, yes. but, 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 we do know, you know, some of his more recent results have been right. low as a result of that wrist injury. So maybe, like Federer, this time off will be good for him. Right. You know, to get that wrist right and he can come back and be ready to go. Right. Yep. Um, and then the final one, once again, if you're on Team Bryce, uh, Sanga is at number 49. So okay. Okay. we'll see what he's talking about when he gets back. 
Now, for the women, yeah. uh, number one, we have Ash Barty. Number two, Simona Halep. Number three, Pushkova. Number four, Kinnan. Hmm. Oh, number, grand, grand slam. That'll, yeah, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll, that'll do a lot for you. Um, number five, Svitolina. Number six, Andrescu. Number seven, Kiki Burton. Number eight, Benchich. Number nine, Serena. And number 10, Osaka. Mm-hmm. I love so, how you said all of their names and then you said Serena. You say everybody else's last name and <laughs> you said Serena. You better, you better know. That's the queen. That's the queen, folks. That's why we say Serena, because you ain't got to say nothing else. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> now, like now, now, how do you feel about that top 10? Okay, I'm, if if I'm being honest, <laughs> for me, I, I hear those names, and it's kind of like when you went through the top ten of the ATP side. I was like, "Yep, that's the right top 10. On that side, it's like mm, there's still some folk that are up in there that, in my eyes, you know, they just holding on right now because I still feel like my girl Sabalenka is gonna get up in there and kick somebody out. Um, I, I look at folks like Sloan. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm gonna just keep my mouth shut on Sloan for a minute. Cause, oh, cause she, get, cause she need to go ahead and get married so she can get focused. Right, so she can get focused. Cause right now she's still eating all the breadsticks and biscuits while she's walking <laughs> off the court. <laughs> just leaving breadcrumbs and things. It's just a trail. It'd be like, oh, tra- so she can, so she can find her way back to the court. <laughs> Anyway, so that makes me sad, bro. Because when you think about, like I said, I think Sabalink is going to kick somebody out. Sloan is underperforming because she should definitely be in there. And I know you're going to laugh at me, but I still believe Madison Keys should be in the top 10. Mentally, she ain't got herself right. But that game, she really should be in the top 10. She, If she can get that worked out, I feel like she's going to kick somebody else out that spot too. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I, I'm feeling when I, when I hear that top 10. It's like, mm. There's some ladies that, to me, are underperforming, and they they ain't taking their spot. Well, you know how I feel. Madison Keys' middle name should be should. So uh, <laughs> that's all I hear about Madison Keys. Oh, she should win a Grand Slam. She should be better. She should get through the next round. She, I mean, who are you wrong? I thought should was her middle name. I thought it was Madison Should Keys. Madison <laughs> Keys. There you go. <laughs> anyway that's funny but uh, anyway that's yeah so there you go okay so let's go on with uh 11 through 20 yes which uh this is very interesting i think mm-hmm. so number 11 is your girl sabalenka okay yep yep she's gonna kick so somebody she, out she, she's right there mm-hmm. number 12 kavitova yeah you can't forget about kavitova i was surprised you didn't mention her but you know she's right there number 12 yeah yeah number three 13 is madison keys um, number 14 is Kanta. Number 15 is Martik. I swear, I don't know how Martik is that high. I see her in draws. and I mean, she's just like this this <laughs> player that I know she's there, but I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't give her much shine. I just, her game is all right. I mean, it's cool, but I don't know. There's just really, I, I hate to say this, but there's just nothing spectacular about her that makes me interested. 
it, you know, which is a shame because, like you said, she's in the top twenty, so she must be doing something right. Yeah, she's number um, fifteen. Right, yeah. exactly. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I just see her name, and it's just like, okay, it's Petra Martic, Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I know I wouldn't want Venus to play her right now, but you know, but that's another topic. So that we're gonna move topic. on. That's right, go move we're, on. We're gonna move on to number sixteen, who is uh, Muguruza. Uh, number seventeen is Rabakana. Mm. Number eighteen is Vajrasova. Number nineteen is your girl Ali Risk. Nice. And number twenty is Sakara. So what do you think about 11 through 20? Yeah, see, I, there's a lot of folks in that 11 through 20 that I think are going to be trying to kick some folks out that 10. Because I know Mugruth is definitely one of them. She, the way that she started out this year, and she mm-hmm. got, con, con, was it Conchita Martinez is her coach now? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah a, she, a, she, a, again. Yeah, again. So, yeah, she's going to definitely boot somebody out the top 10. So somebody's going to lose a spot. It might end up being Kiki uh, Burdens. And hell, it, <laughs> it, it might end up being Spitalina quietly if she don't step her game up because she has not started this year off well. Whereas Gael has been on fire, Spitalina has has been fizzling. Now, she yes. just won this last tournament, which was very, very good. But let us be clear, her start to the year has not been top 10 worthy at all. And, and let's be clear, too, in that tournament – like the next ranked player behind her was like number twenty or something. I mean, yeah, it was so one of those tournaments she should have won. Right? Exactly, exactly. So she she's got to turn up her her game a bit, otherwise she gonna be victim. And and one of them ladies that I just mentioned gonna kick her out the top ten and be like, get, get out my spot, girl. And I think, like you said, Sabalinka can be up there, and I think Kvitova. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how I forgot Kvitova. I think it's gonna be Sabalinka, Kvitova, or Muguruza because to me those three right now. They the hot. They they hot. They hot. So they going after somebody up in that top ten. And the other thing I want to mention is, you know, Osaka is number ten. What this time last year wasn't she number one? I believe so. Yes, sir. So that that whole musical chair with the coaches thing. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but yeah. um, that's a pretty big drop in in a year. I completely agree, and I and I think that it did. I think it did that coaching thing. You know, it it, it was first of all, it was a dumb move, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and for her drop not to have anything to do with being injured. Right. Exactly. It was mental. She was injured mentally, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, but no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, Osaka. But I do feel like she's back on track, though, if I'm being honest, Bryce. I do feel like her results are going to be better. So I think she she will solidify her spot in the top ten. I don't I don't necessarily see her being one of them folks that's going to get kicked out of the top ten. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I, and actually, I don't either. So I, I made a few notes again here, and I, I wanted to see how our sisters are doing. Yeah. So uh, Sloan, I'm going to get Mary Stevens, is at <laughs> – Number thirty-seven. That's that seems high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I should Wait, not say she, that. She may be happy they froze the ranking <laughs> quietly to stop, to stop that free fall from happening. Oh my goodness, Sloan! Just go ahead and get married already. Good lord! Right. Uh, at number fifty-two, we have Coco Golf. Yep, on the rise. Yep. 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 At number 67, we have Venus. Okay. 
That that makes me sad, but um, you know, because quietly, she, Bryce, they were they were showing up previews from Indian Wells last year, and I tell you yep. what, Venus Venus was playing some good ball, man. She, she looked good. She, she looked, looked good, good. and and I, I pray that over this break she can really get herself right and get refocused. I mean, just one last push, V. One last push. Let's go ahead and get some things done and. And, and, you know, just go out, just style out. You know what I'm saying? But well, And, you know, and it's so interesting you say that because I actually watched a couple of those matches um, from last year at Indian Wells. Yeah. And I was thinking, she looked pretty darn good there. And mm-hmm. uh, and the player that we're seeing right now, and, and here's no disrespect because she's almost 40, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can't hold on to that level forever, forever but you definitely see the decline. Right, exactly. It's it's pretty apparent, yeah. Right. And then at number 73, we have Taylor Townsend. Yeah. And- um, yeah, she better hope those U.S. Open points stay on for a while uh, for her to get some other points because if she doesn't match that result or get some additional results to, to complement that, um, she might have one of those free falling type of <laughs> yeah that oh, that just and that's another one that just kind of makes me sad because again you we you and I both had really high expectations for her coming off of that u s open I mean to me, we felt like she was playing the right game style and and just you know to me needed to build on that, and then when we saw her, it just seemed like she wasn't playing that game anymore, and it's like that's curious. And then her coach was sitting on his phone. So anyway, um, yeah. So um, you know, Taylor, you know, we done said this a bunch of times. We love you. We gonna keep supporting you because you are a girl. Um, but yeah, I just um, I, I want more for you, and hopefully, you want more for you as well. Exactly. So well, so let's let's talk about where we're at currently. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, both the ATP and the WTA have suspended all play, all tournaments until June the 7th. Now, we have to call this out. We need to give kudos to the men's tour because they were out in front of us. As soon as things started getting crazy, they made a a definitive cut on, okay, there will be no play from here to here. So the players were able to prepare for that, and then it was recently extended to the 7th. There was a lot of frustration by women on the tour that the WTA did not follow suit. For a while there, they were only postponing or canceling tournaments kind of each week as it went by. And then they finally caught up with the with the ATP and said, okay, we're gonna be the tour is gonna be shut down for this period of time. Um, I don't know what it is. I, you know what? I haven't really followed like who is in leadership at the WTA. But to me, over the past couple of years, there have been some really bad calls. I mean, Isaac, I, I don't you re, I know you remember when they decided to leave the tennis channel. <laughs> yes, I do. I was so pissed. Oh, my God. I was, I was like, was such... what are you doing? I mean, it's the tennis channel. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, oh, I just, God. I just didn't understand it. And nope. Then, you know, with this whole thing, uh, they they need to get it together. Uh, and, and it would be nice to see more collaboration between the ATP and the WTA tours. But even if they don't, then at least be 
as good as the ATP. I know, uh, right? You know? Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, I, and we I, and we know the ATP has their problems too. To be clear, oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, no organization is perfect, and and don't forget, you got the ITF that's up in there as well. So you got three governing bodies. So I think what this has exposed is the fact that we got too much damn leadership in the tennis world. I mean, just two, all these uh, three governing bodies is just too much, and trying to align across all of them is 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 pretty crazy. So like you said, kudos to the ATP for stepping out there and being like, look, we gonna make a decision. We're not gonna leave people hanging. And unfortunately, WTA didn't do that. And what's interesting is when I was watching the Tennis Channel, Lindsay Davenport was getting up on them. She was like, this is, <laughs> she was basically calling them out like, this is unacceptable. I don't know why Tracy Austin seemed to be trying to defend them or not, because her and Lindsay actually got, you know, you could see there was a little bit of eye twitching going on. I was like, I'm going to see some conflict. Wait a minute. I like this. Let's see it. But yeah, because Tracy was trying to, you know, kind of, kind of give them a little bit of leeway, and Lindy was like, "Uh, uh-uh. she was like, it don't make no damn sense. They should right. be communicating. It makes no sense." And I think a lot of it is just CYA trying to cover your butt, um, because I think you know, if the WTA comes out and says, "Hey, we're suspending play," but then the tournaments don't, then the tournaments get angry, and then there could be some legal ramifications. And that's kind of what I got out of why they weren't, you know, stepping out there and really being you know, as forward, uh, you know, as far as the communication goes. But mm-hmm. to me, that just shows why there's just, it's too much, too many fractures, and they need to get themselves together. They need to align. I mean, I'm sorry, you should not be allowing your tournaments to drive your tour. It's the WTA tour. So to right. me, that's how you need to be operating and acting, not worrying about these tournaments. The tournaments will do what the tournament's going to do. Um, and but to me, I feel like that was an opportunity for the WTA, ATP, and ITF to all be aligned. And unfortunately, the WTA did not get on board. So that to me was extremely disappointing. And it's something that they really need to look at and try to address while we're in this this pause, if you will, of the tennis season. Because it's just it it's it's not attractive. It just doesn't look good. It it does not. So since the tours are basically canceled until June the 7th, we wanted to run through what tournaments now are, I don't know if you want to call them postponed or canceled or, or what, but we want to let you know what tournaments are currently not happening so that if this is a tournament you were looking forward to, it may not pop off in 2020. So for the men, we have four master series. No, we have five. Master Series tournaments that are not going to be played as they were originally scheduled. Indian Wells, Miami, Monte Carlo, Madrid, and the Italian. Also, tournaments that will not be played. <laughs> the first one that's on, I shouldn't laugh. The first one that's on my list is the, is the Houston Clay Courts, which is which is basically the tournaments where Americans once a year feel like they can play on clay. But... <laughs> <laughs> but if there is one European that shows up at that tournament, <laughs> they are going to snag that title. They will <laughs> snatch it. Be like, give me this. Let's scout the way. So, uh, so anyway, we won't have that conflict this year. Uh, <laughs> Morocco, Barcelona, the Hungarian Open, the BMW tournament in Munich, Germany, Estoril, Geneva, Lyon, None of those are currently scheduled to happen as they were originally placed on the calendar. Now, for the women, you have uh, four 
premier tournaments that will not be happening, and that is, as or I should say, as originally scheduled, Indian Wells, Miami, Madrid, and the Italian. And then in addition to that, you have Charleston, Bogota, the Fed Cup, the uh, Porsche Tournament in Stuttgart, Germany, Istanbul, Prague, uh, Strasbourg, and Morocco. So none of those, oh, I'm sorry, Strasbourg, my fault, Strasbourg and Morocco. So none of those are going to happen. And and I just want to add a, a quick note uh, to, to this. I was on social media, I can't remember which one I was on, but I was seeing that there was a lot of complaints from players saying, you know, what's up? I didn't even really know about these cancellations. Uh, I saw it on social media first. And, uh, and so I thought, wow, that's really bad. Now, yesterday I was talking to an ex-player on the tour who's also a commentator. Uh, I'm not going to mention their name because I didn't get permission from them uh, to share uh, uh, what they said. But what they told me was, you know, there is an email that goes out to the players that notifies them. But what happens in this day and age is that people tend to pay more attention to their social media than they do their email. So, you know, that person I was talking to yesterday kind of felt like, yeah, that might be a little bit on some of those players because the email she said did go out. But, you know, if you're not looking at your email and you're spending all your time on social media, you may have missed the message. So, uh, so Isaac, what do you think? I mean, that's, those are some huge, very important tournaments. I mean, and we understand the situation, you know, the current climate dictates that this needs to happen, but wow, what a, what a change to our world. Yeah, man, it's, it's, a, it's a serious impact. I mean, just to, to not play any of those tournaments, like I said, there's so many implications. I mean, you talk about the financial implications. You talk about, you know, and on all sides, the tournament, the players, the, the tour itself. I mean, there's just a lot of, 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 of impact that happens when these things aren't uh, aren't carried forward. So, you know, you just, you vendors, I mean, people who are on the facilities. You, I mean, there's just so many things that we really don't think about as it relates to, you know, a, a tournament um, that, you know, it, it, it's it's just really, really crazy, bro. And, and it's disappointing. I mean, because as fans of tennis, we are not really going to be able to enjoy our sport for for months. And and that in itself is just I mean, that's that's rough because, as you know, sport, I mean, that's what you know, that's what honestly, uni you know, it's, it's unity. That's what brings us mm -hmm. together. Um, yeah. So when you don't have it, it's 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 really a, a, a huge gap um, that that, you know, that it causes. So. Yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 just very very disappointing. But at the same time, it's the right decision. Um, Absolutely. I, think I, I was mentioning earlier, like I said, I keep looking at the little map of the coronavirus and you know how they how many cases have been confirmed and how many deaths have been con, you know confirmed and it's just really something that we've got to do what's right up front in order to contain this because simply put. Um, 
it's 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 just not something to play with. And and, and Bryce, funny enough, I was talking to uh, um, who I call my B fan, my brother from another mother, mother uh, mm-hmm. earlier. Um, when, you know, talking about the bowling that got canceled because uh, folks, we also bowl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was kind of telling him, you know, back in the 2015 time frame when. You know, when I took ill and had to go to the emergency and I experienced what I was experiencing is a lot of what is going on. It was like, you know, I had pneumonia. I could barely breathe. You know, my heart was having issues. I had pulmonary embolism. So it just all of the things that you're hearing. And I felt like during that window that, you know, hey, my my, you know, it was it was it was looking kind of bleak. So to, to see the impact of this, I'm very sensitive to it. And, you know, I just I just am praying that people are taking this seriously again, not freaking out because we don't need no crazy folk. But right. you got to be taking this seriously because, I mean, it is mind you, there is no cure. So it's like, yeah, you got coronavirus, but, you know, there's no cure for this. So even though you're in good health, if you pass it on to someone that's not, you know, you could be sealing their fate. So it's it's just something that we all need to be very conscious of and responsible. So sorry to go down that path, but it's no, just, no, you know what, what I mean? Say. Yeah, it's just, yeah. we've got to be serious about it, man. So so that's my take on just, you know, again, the, the tournament situation and just not being able to enjoy tennis over these next couple months, is, it's, it's, it's really impacting. And it's, it's, it's not something that I am looking forward to, but understanding that it is the reality and it's the right thing. What's your opinion on it, bro? I mean, you know, I, I haven't really talked with you about that specific thing. So how are you feeling about it? I definitely think it's the right thing to do. I mean, if you look at the situation we're at now, I mean, we live in Orange County, California, and we're basically on lockdown here. So if you're not expected to even really leave your house, but for extremely necessary type of things, how can we talk about going out to, and for us, the tournament was Indian Wells. Yep. I mean, going out there, and even though we hopefully are in that group where if we were to catch it, it would be something that we could recover from. We don't want to pass it on to someone else that might not be in the same situation. So it is absolutely the right thing to do. It is absolutely the responsible thing to do. Tennis will be there when we get through all of this. Um, And so I totally agree with it. So, you know, in summary, kind of what does this mean? It means that the spring hardcourt season was canceled, yep. and basically the clay court season I know. Was, was canceled. So the players will come back the week that the first grass court tournament would be started. Wow. So I want to bring up now, there's probably one tournament we haven't talked about that you're kind of like, oh, they mentioned all these other tournaments, but there's a grand slam in there. <laughs> yep. That we haven't talked about. (laughs) Yep. And this is why we know the French are ghetto. (laughs) And I mean and I mean that in a way of almost respect. Um because let let us tell you what the French Open did. Okay. (laughs) So the French Open was like, okay, we understand, you know, the dates that, you know, we have on the calendar. What is it? End of May, beginning of June. It's probably not going to happen. Right. So the Grand Slams are not governed by 
the ATP nor the WTA. They are governed by the ITF, International Tennis Federation. Mm -hmm. So, and their best, I don't give a damn about what the WTA <laughs> has on their calendar, and I don't give a damn about what the ATP has on their calendar. I don't give a damn about Roger Federer's Labor Cup. <laughs> we are going to move our tournament to September the 20th to October the 4th. And let me tell you what is critical about that. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that they did not ask anybody what they thought about that at all. <laughs> they just moved. As a matter of fact, I think we all know John Wertheim. Uh -huh. He yes. apparently talked to some ATP player that is a very high-ranked player. He didn't say who it was, but, you know, who said basically... The French Open stated they thought it was better for them to ask for forgiveness than for them to ask for permission because well, per, because they probably weren't going to be granted permission. Yeah. yeah. So so now let, let's talk about the consequences potentially of this. So the French Open is the only tournament that has been impacted by the coronavirus that has actually selected a new date. Now, this new date that they selected has a couple of impacts. Number one, this would be, there would only be a week between the U.S. Open and the start of the French Open. Right. right. So that's crazy in itself. So yes. in a five-week period, you're going to have two Grand Slams. And, oh, let's not forget. Rafael Nadal is the defending champion of both of those. <laughs> All right? So, 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 so marinate in that for a little bit, okay? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Then you put on top of that, because of the new date that they selected, they now conflict with, on the women's tour, Two tournaments in China. They probably figured the tournaments weren't going to happen in China. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> the Korea Open and that Torrey Pan Pacific Open in Tokyo. So maybe on the women's side, they were like, oh, nah, that that's kind of like ground zero. So those, those probably are not going to happen. On the men's side, there's also two tournaments in China that they're overstepping. The tournament in Bulgaria, the one in Russia in St. Petersburg, the one in Metz, France, but the most important one probably is Roger Federer's Labor Cup. Now, some people are saying, ah, well, the French is a grand slam, so, you know, the Labor Cup should probably step aside. And then you have some people that say, honestly, the Labor Cup is the most exciting tennis we see all year. It is it's already supposedly sold out in, in Boston. Uh, so they got their coin for it already. So they got to put on some kind of show. Roger had already said he wasn't going to play the French Open earlier this year. So, you know, he's probably going to go to this event. So then you have Rafa, who we just said is the defending champion of both the U.S. Open and the French. And Labor Cup is his boys tournament. You know, so he so, you know. I don't know who Roger would have to – okay, so for Labor Cup, let's say Roger went. We, 
we know Kyrios is going to go wherever Roger goes. Yeah, yeah. I don't okay. think Kyrios cares about the French, so he'll be there. Right, and probably any American, including Jack Sock. Well, yeah, exactly, because it's clay, and they don't do well on that anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I guess, Isaac, what I'd like to hear you know, your thoughts on is what do you think about this move that Roland Garris was just like, we don't care about what else is on the calendar. We don't care how close we are to the U.S. Open. We're the, we're the, we're the French Open, and we're going to do what we want to do. Oh, God. What's that one song it's about? Louis Christopher, move, bitch. Get out, <laughs> Get the, out way. the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. They was like, look, we ain't trying to care about you. We got a French open to put on. Right. We got coins to make. Hey, and you gotta, listen. And, no. and you got to think about it. As a top player, I don't care how much you love the Labor Cup. Are you really going to skip a Grand Slam? Absolutely not. And, Absolutely and, and, not. And I guess I'm leaving out a point, uh, which our listeners may be a little confused right now. Last night, <laughs> the Labor Cup put out a statement that said, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, they did. They was like, Mm-mm. we we been here, we going to be here. So <laughs> we've already sold out our event. We've already had our date on the calendar. Ain't nobody come holler at us about, you know, adjusting or moving. So we're not going to move our date. So currently... We are really at a conflict or at a potential situation of the French Open and the Labor Cup happening at the same time. Granted, the French Open has much more clout as it relates to a professional tennis player in terms of points and money and prestige, but I'm sorry, and you can disagree with me if you want, but the Labor Cup is about the hottest thing on the ATP Tour. It, it 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 definitely is, but I will say the caveat is under normal circumstances. Because I think, Bryce, the, the key to the Labor Cup is the fact that you've got the top talent there battling in that format. Because that format is just genius. I love that format. But it's really good because you've got the top players there, um, and they're collaborating, and they're talking, and it's all of that, you know, kind of, kind of you know, uh, interaction that you really enjoy as well and and I just feel like in truth like you said I think the you know the Americans will will likely be there because you know they ain't got nothing to lose with missing the French but <laughs> as far as but as far as you know Roger's side Rafa will not be there Djokovic right. will not be there yep. and some of the top players you know the team, folks who have been on not that team, be there. team will not be there CC I mean, will not Poss be there not, no they're going to be trying to battle for that Grand Slam they they may like the Labor, Labor Cup but they ain't dumb they're going to go after that Grand Slam championship but do you know who is the most hyped person right now who's that John McEnroe right because yeah they got a they got a strong chance <laughs> <laughs> John is like this is our year team world Right, unless Roger decides to put it all on his back, which you know he can't. Well, uh, <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, man, I look. I I have to say, I give mad props to the ITF and to Roland Garros for just saying, look, we not even trying to debate <laughs> and or discuss. This. <laughs> we are not doing it. We're gonna put it out here, and this is what it's gonna be. And hey, good kudos to knowing your level of authority and and just getting it out there again. 
you know, put put it out there, you know. And, and again, unlike the WTA that was all hesitant and timid, uh, Roland Garros like, uh, we we want this date, so we're gonna take the date. And Rolo, I appreciate that. Exactly, Rolo. Rolo. Roland Garros was like, we got that good favor. Uh, <laughs> you know, shout out to the Clark sisters. But uh, they were like, we got that good favor, and we're going to go ahead, and we're going to put this out there. And y'all oh, deal with it. Because exactly. Like, because like with any of the Grand Slams, who's really going to skip it? They, exactly. Exactly. They're not going to. So, so I, like I said, I know we even were talking about doing the labor cup, but funny enough, I didn't realize it was all sold out. Cause, I, actually, I didn't either. I, could, <laughs> I got caught slipping on that. I know, right? But, I mean, maybe it was a good thing because, to be honest with you, like I said, if, if we don't have that level of talent and collaboration, I'm not sure that I want to travel all the way to Boston for that. I mean, besides, we'll be in New York the, the week before, given that the U.S. Open happens anyway. So, um, uh, so maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 you know it's crazy. It's, it's well, crazy. and you have I've seen some people online saying that uh, apparently the Labor Cup tickets were like really 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 expensive, and so the thought is okay, you can still have the event, but that's the problem with with something like this where it's when you buy tickets to an event because it doesn't guarantee who the participants are going to be. Right. So by all rights, from a business standpoint, Roger and Tony Gossick and all of them could be like, we're still having it. We're still having the event. Your ticket is still good. You can still come. But most of those people uh, paid those high amounts because, like you said, they were expecting to see the teams and the Djokovic's and then the dolls and the Federer's and all that. And, you know, now they're going to see Roger Federer, you know, playing against, you know, McKenzie. Uh, <laughs> McDonald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know that that's going to uh, make a ticket holder of like a $500 ticket happy to see Roger and, McK- and Mackie McDonald playing. Um, no, it ain't going to get it done, Pimp. Ain't going to get it done. Roger, Roger's going to be like, you know what? If this is my last year playing uh, uh Labor Cup, I am about to style out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, show enough, man. I, it's going to be interesting to see how all this turns out because, like I said, to me, it's it's going to be very dependent on you know who they can who can, who they can solidify and confirm, and then the matchups and everything. But I just don't believe it's going to have that same level of fire that we were expecting it to have because, again, the folks are going to make the right choice, which is to play the Roland Garros. And, and Bryce, just really quickly, how crazy is it that they are basically expecting you to go hardcore for two weeks, take a week off, and then jump on clay for a Grand Slam? Talk to me about that. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, uh, that ex-player that I was talking with yesterday stated to me that they didn't think that was that big of a deal because they said the players are already used to doing that. They're used to coming off of Indian Wells and Miami and hitting clay after that. They said it is a much more difficult transition going from the clay to the grass. Oh, so they they felt like that part wasn't going to be a big deal. What they felt was going to be a big deal was for anybody that goes deep Mm-hmm. And the and, sorry, I about to say the Australian Open and <laughs> and the U.S. Open right right could impact their performance in 
at the French. So one of the theories is if depending upon how much the French mean to Nadal, does he skip the U.S. Open? Oh, no, he can't do that. That's 4,000 points that he's defending. He cannot afford not to play both of those Grand Slams. He can't. That's too much that he would drop. Too much. Mm-mm. Rafa gonna figure it out. He gonna get his set right, <laughs> and he gonna he he gonna he gonna peek out, and and no, nah, he he gonna do what's right. I think he. I, I, what I will say is he probably will not make it as far at the as the U at the U.S. Open simply because I think that he will at if push comes to shove, he knows where his bread is buttered, so he will conserve right. himself. You know, I think he'll still play, and mind you, if he gets to the quarters. You know, and he runs up against somebody like, you know, you know, I don't know, Roger or whoever he would potentially have to play. I think he might bail out at that point because, like I said, he may be like, OK, I'm going to save my save my energy. I need to get right so that I can go on ahead and get this. Uh, what is it? Thirteenth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, but but I do feel like he will definitely play. I don't I it would be shocking to me if he just absolutely didn't play the U.S. Open. I, I, I can't see that happening because that's just a lot of points to lose. And you know what's very interesting about how we're speculating? We're yeah. speculating really based upon a tentative schedule because there still has been talk that there may not be any tennis for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah. I mean, we really will be taking this kind of week by week as we learn more and as people make hopefully timely decisions um, on the tour and the schedule. But Wow. I don't think we've seen anything like this in our lifetime. Oh, gosh, no. No, no. This is this is definitely some once in the once in a lifetime stuff that's going on here. And, um, you know, and and in truth, you know, not to be, you know, you know, negative, but I still feel like we 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 got some some time to go before Mm -hmm. we are actually on the rise from it, because I don't think we've seen the worst of it as of yet. Right. Right. Um, I still think we're on the front end of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as disappointing as that as that sounds, you know, we still got to make sure, again, that we're doing the right things, being careful, being being safe and and just being thoughtful to one another, because, you know, we won't get through this if we don't have those things. Right. And I know that I personally I'm not committing on any travel Mm -hmm. until I mean, there's a real green light out there. Um, and I don't think I'm going to be one of these first people to start dipping my toe in the water either. Uh, <laughs> you know, people are going to have to have been out there for a while uh, right, before right. I step out there. Well, the uh, only thing I think I told you about is, you know, my sister's got a milestone birthday in October. And if I don't make it back to Denver, Colorado, she's going to cut me. So, <laughs> so I am hoping that things are, are together and and good so that I can, you know, make my flight from California to Denver. But in truth, if even if it's still kind of crazy, hell, I might just jump in the car and just make the drive. But, you know, ah. got to gotta be there for family, though. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so listening audience, you know, <laughs> hopefully we shared some news with you today. Um, I would definitely recommend that in this downtime, if you're not following the tours or your favorite players on social media, This is the time to do it. Find your favorite players on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook because they're really active out there right now because they ain't got nothing else to do. Right, exactly. Um, You know, uh, 
and I know that I'm seeing a lot of more activity out there uh, from people. So that that's a good thing. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, um, we're lining up some interviews. Uh, we want to try to bring you some interesting and exciting shows uh, during this down period. Because, uh, you know, it doesn't just because we're under lock and key right now doesn't mean that we can't still have some form of entertainment and enjoyment. And uh, we're definitely going to try to bring that to you. Absolutely. And shameless plug, folks, because you know I don't, hey, I, I, I ain't embarrassed. Go on and tell folks about Brothers on Tennis. If you're out there and you're looking up your new players and you're researching people, go on and be like, hey, have y'all heard of Brothers on Tennis? Go on and get them over here. Because we, 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 hey, I, hey, I, hey, man, we trying to get this done. We trying to make some things happen. And, and we want to do all that we can for you, our listening audience. So, yeah, go on and share our name. Don't be scared. and as a reminder when you're letting them know about the show we are available literally on every platform you can think of uh twitter uh facebook stitcher google play uh, um ipod one uh soundcloud you know all of them we're out there and uh, our website as always is www.brothersontennis.com Dot com and that's b r u t h a s on tennis.com and hey shoot us if you have questions if you have things you'd like to have us talk about uh in an upcoming episode uh if you want to give us feedback hit us up on any of those platforms or you can email us at our website so any final words from you isaac no, man, just, you know, folks, thank you for listening. Be be good to one another. Be yes. safe. Be cautious. You know, be be optimistic. You know, keep it positive and, and pay it forward. I mean, because, again, we, we will get through this, but we will need to do it together. So let's remember that. Absolutely. So from Bryce and Isaac. We are Brothers on Tennis, and we will be back out here real soon. Everyone have a great one.